Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philadelphia. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. You beauty! On the ice for the Gimlet. The Gimlet stopping! These gold of games have their crowning moments. It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you for another Beijing 2022 recap episode. Day six is, well, sort of done. We're actually doing this a little bit earlier than usual, so it's still going on right now as we speak, but for the most part, it's done. It's a day in which Canada have won a couple of medals. It's a day in which Australia... Didn't really even come close to getting a couple medals, but we did our best. We did well, which is great. And you that's tried. All we, we tried. Up you go, champs. On you go, son. Well done. Um, an interesting day with plenty of stuff to get to. Uh, joining me as they do every single day, except for days when we have COVID. Um, it's a man who still doesn't have COVID. He's the goat of off the podium, as we discovered yesterday. Uh, Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. And joining us is also the goat of sitting in front of a treadmill in Winnipeg. It's Colin Hilding. <laughs> Colin, welcome back. Uh, I'm glad to be back. And maybe by tomorrow I will record the episode on the treadmill. Who knows? Hey, I, I will join you. I, Tokyo I, flashback. Still staring at the one next to me as well. Um, another big you day. You actually got uh, a treadmill? I thought you were joking about that. When you do, said they're going to get you a treadmill. Do, do you want to show it to you? Like, where is it? Can you see it? There it is. <laughs> sitting there did i tell you i got wow. told off i got told off for using it did i tell you that but was it too noisy downstairs basically the other day i was uh using it and um finished got all sweaty went to go in the shower and the the bloody hotel phone rings and i'm like well no one who's ringing me this is you know and it's reception and they're just like oh you know have you got a washing machine or something running and i'm like no it's like oh somebody below you said there was a weird noise coming from your room and i'm like oh i was just on the treadmill oh that was probably it <laughs> And I'm like, thanks, Karen below me. Like, fuck you. Like, Jesus. You should have been like, 
Intercourse. I was having intercourse. <laughs> I love how Colin makes the sex jokes now. So, um, doing well. But anyway, that's that's the life of Ben pre-COVID. Um, the life of the Olympics, Canada, two medals, no gold still. We're, we're a bit of a gold drought for Canada. I don't know how this is affecting Canadians. We'll talk about that. But uh, a silver in the snowboard cross to Elliot Grondine and a bronze in the alpine skiing and the combined to James, or is it Jack? We'll get to that. Crawford. <laughs> um, the very first ever medal Canada has ever won in that event at the Olympic Games. Uh, how are Canada celebrating uh, silver and a bronze medal? With potentially more to come as we are on air. There are still a couple of events which Canada have potential to medal in this evening. Uh, I mean, these both are overnight. As we record right now, it is 5.07 a.m. here in Winnipeg. Uh, so uh, I, I haven't seen much as far as reactions go yet, but uh, it was an exciting, as they said on on the um, the overnight show, it was an exciting 20 minutes because uh, the while the snowboard cross was going on, that's when the, uh, the, the combined was going on. And they basically were cutting in the between commercial breaks just to update you. And then as soon as it's over, they basically described it as this is the most exciting 20 minutes in the history of winter Olympics for Canada, because we just got two medals. Um, and, and I think particularly with Crawford, uh, I think it was probably a bigger deal, maybe because he's had more exposure because this is his third event, but he's gotten so close in his prior two events. Uh, so exciting for him. And uh, yeah, there's still time. I, I don't know if we're going to do this. And the gold thing doesn't really like it. It's weird. I think the gold was a bigger deal in past Olympics, but I don't know how it is with your TV coverage. There, like when you get the medal standings, like the proper medal standings is based on gold, but I think for bragging rights, a lot of countries just will adopt the overall medals, which in which case I think we're in the top five, maybe, but uh, how is it in Australia? Um, I'll be absolutely honest with you, and I don't know, Jared, if you're the same. I've barely seen the medal table, actually. I saw it a bit when we won a couple of medals, but I don't even know if I've seen it once since. Have, have you, Jared? I have not. I don't think they've shown it. No, it's it's interesting. Um, but it, it's it's done by gold here. But um, look, I'm I've always been an advocate for total medals. I 100% think it should always be done by total medals because my argument is. If New Zealand ends these Olympics on one gold, zero silver, zero bronze, why should they be ranked ahead of, say, if, I don't know, Lithuania win 20 silvers and 40 bronze? Like, that that to me yeah. is not fair. Like, that's the GOAT argument. That's like, oh, New Zealand are the GOAT because they got a gold, whereas Lithuania only got 60 medals. Like, it just, it's just dumb. So, you know, I'm and I'm not just saying that because obviously I'm very much pro-Canada, but you are fourth on the medal tally based on uh, mm-hmm. total medals won versus gold. So, I, and like, yeah, I'm a massive advocate for for total over gold. By the way, just credit on our uh, Daily Daily yesterday and uh, in your write-up, making sure to identify as greatest loser of all time uh, so that we've now replaced goat with gloat. Uh, so let's make hey. gloat a thing. <laughs> gloat. I like that. That could work well for uh, lacrosse players, um, for Liechtensteinian athletes, uh, which is always positive, and Lithuanians as well. So um, there you go. I, I've got to say, Colin, uh, just on your, your two medals, uh, obviously great for James slash Jack Crawford. Um, I had to double take a few times there and I thought I'd put his name wrong on our graphic because I kept seeing people saying like, congratulations, Jack, well done, Jack. <laughs> but um, I'm guessing that's his nickname or something because his name is James. Yeah. Um, but for some reason people call him Jack. Um, for Elliot Grondin though, uh, Jared, I'm sure you were watching this a long time too. Got to say, a bit of a choke. He was kicking ass all fucking day. 
dominating this yeah. tournament, and I have no idea how he ended up losing that. So um, did you see any of it, Colin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched the entire thing. And uh, I, I don't know if um, he was being considered a favorite here. Like, it's it's a weird thing with snowboard cross, especially compared to ski, ski cross, because, I mean, Canada dominates in ski cross. I mean, I, I think in Pyeongchang, we got gold and silver in both the men's and the women's. Uh, where snowboard cross, you know, we've had, I think, one medal up until this point uh, for, for at least the men. And it was in the first time they ever held it. Uh, so even though I think as soon as the event started, the commentator was saying he's one of the favorites. I don't know if there was any type of expectation, but yeah, every, I mean, the heats, the quarters, the semis, it, it was looking like this was runaway for him. Um, but I mean, still having said that it was pretty down to the wire right at the end. I mean, it, it looked like it could have almost been a photo finish if he hadn't, uh, done what I'm going to say is the stupidest thing that I've been seeing anybody doing all day, which is this backslide which makes no sense at all because it, 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 I think every once in a while somebody maybe get overzealous and they want to, you know, uh, try to get a little bit of an edge with their board and they fall. But I swear half the riders today were doing this weird backslide and it was only on like uh, one of the semifinals where the commentators here were like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why this is being attempted. I mean, that's going to slow you down, but uh, uh, he, he kind of had a little bit of a slide at the end. Maybe if he hadn't done that, we could have had a gold. It Well, I, in all fairness, I think that slide got him closer because I know in our commentary, Dave Colbert sort of called it straight away to the Austrian, but then on the replay, I actually saw him do the slide and it looked like he did get closer. So maybe if we get one of them on the show, we can sort of ask why this slide is there is done. Uh, Mike Robertson, you got a silver medal back in Vancouver in this mm-hmm. event, is your only male athlete uh, in the snowboard cross in the women's. You had a gold, male Ricker back male in Ricker. Uh, Vancouver and Dominic Maltey, Silver and Sochi, Dominic Mateo got the bronze in Turin as well. So you've done pretty all right uh, in in that event on the women's side of things. Um, Jared, did you did you? I mean, did you watch the snowball cross? What else did we watch this <laughs> afternoon? There wasn't much on. I mean, Australia was sort of a little bit obsessed you, with this. You had half of the the competitors, I think. Yeah, and then half of them, yeah, didn't come out of the first <laughs> basically. Um, you know, obviously, a bit disappointing. I mean, Jared Hughes, the reigning silver medalist, he just had a rubbish day, and and I. It was hard to watch his interview as well, similar to Matt Graham the other day, obviously very disappointed with it. Um, I mean, kind of what was your your take on the Aussies? Cam Bolton at least made it to the, the quarters, I guess. So that was something. Look, it wasn't impressive. I just feel like none of them got off to a great start. In, in all their races, it felt like they were all playing catch-up. It was even more disappointing because two of them happened to be in the um, in the rounds where there was only three competitors instead of four. So they had to beat one person. And surprise, surprise, in both of those who finished last. Um, but yeah, Cam looked strong in like in the first round, but then just completely out of it. It was almost similar to like Bell just got off to like a rough start and, and struggled to really make up the ground. Yeah. Adam Dixon, uh, didn't go through, uh, he was the closest. I think he was second most of it. Then he got overtaken right on the line. So that was hard to watch. Yeah. Poor Jared Hughes. He ended up crashing out in his one. He went for a move and then kind of, uh, missed out there. And, uh, Adam Lambert, good to see that he's uh, given up singing and come to represent Australia in snowboarding. Um, he, uh, third in years didn't go again, as you said, uh, in one of these ones where there was only three basically in that, but, um, yeah, Cam Bolton, unfortunately couldn't quite, uh, bring home the biscuits for Australia and, uh, didn't quite have the result that we all anticipated there. Colin, what were you saying about, uh, your, Can- I don't know if you wanted to say this for your fails, but, um, that, uh, what was, what were the Canadians calling Cam Bolton? They're calling Bolton Cam. 
Well, at one point, it was just the graphic on the screen. They, for whatever reason, got his name reversed, which you're used to seeing that when the Japanese athletes come up, um, but uh, not necessarily for an Australian. Uh, it was uh, corrected almost immediately, like within two minutes. It was basically like when they were um, about to run. Um, I can't remember if it was in his heats or quarters or whatever. Uh, when they're about to run, when they're scanned across all the athletes, it came up and it said Bolton Cameron. Uh, and then as soon as the race was over, the results came up and it was Cameron Bolton, but, uh, I don't know, a little bit of a, a, a flub there. Uh, first time that I've seen it done with, uh, an English speaking athlete, at least. Well, glad that we could help you out there with that. Um, so in those events, I should say the, the medals is oh, in the snowball cross goal went to Alessandro Hamel from Austria, bronze to Omar Vizentin from Italy. I love seeing him getting the bronze. He, uh, you know, in his 30s, first time he got an Olympic medal. And, you know, one of those athletes who just was crying for winning a bronze. Like I love those type of uh, athletes who are able to just show that emotion for just something as simple as a bronze medal. It was so good to see. And in the uh, men's combined, uh, it was goal to Johannes Strolls of Austria. Great story here for Johannes Strolls. His dad won gold in the same event back in Calgary in 1988. So what a story that one is. And uh, silver went to Alexander Amot killed. So I'm glad that one half of the Michaela Schifrin household is actually bringing home the bacon. Um, so <laughs> at least one of them goes to bed happy at night. So that's his like third medal at these Olympics, I think, isn't it killed? So, um, you know, maybe he's just like taking all her like, uh, I don't know, power from the bedroom. I don't know how it works. Um, what? Second what? medal. <laughs> this is Michaela Schifrin's boyfriend. You know that, right? <laughs> no, I'm taking her power from the bedroom. Like he stripped her sexuality. Well, like I don't, I don't know. know. Like in the, in the middle of what you called it for intercourse. Like it's like <laughs> the power comes out of Michaela into him, and he's all like, "I'm going to steal your medal-winning prowess." I can't and believe that I'm of all people. I am explaining the birds and the bees to you, Ben, but. It comes out of the man into the woman. That's kind of how it works. But Michaela's that good that she can like... <laughs> it is possible for women to excrete lubricants as well, Colin. Have sex with your wife properly for once. Maybe you'll understand that. Um, but anyway, good for him for getting another medal. Good for him. He's stealing her sex powers and winning medals. Sex juice. Stealing Michaela's sex juice. <laughs> The new podcast from Ben Waterworth coming soon to 2025. <laughs> I seriously want a podcast called Stealing Michaela's uh, Sex Juice. Um, or just call it Michaela Shitfren. Um, I think I still think that's a great name for her. I really do. Um, but wait, we're not allowed to say that. Sorry. We're, we've seen the, the, the online police. You're not allowed to say anything bad against Michaela because she's had a couple of bad runs. All right. It's just, it's, you're not allowed to criticize athletes when they're bad. Okay, like if they're shit, they're still good. Okay, just remember that. I, mean, I want to remember that if, when we're shit on an episode, we're still good. If she eventually gets up from that uh, sulking position she's in on the side of the course, you may be on day nine, then maybe uh, it'll be open season on her. But she's still sitting there pouting <laughs> right now. Oh. She's just she's 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 still sitting there just as Thomas Bark is still concluding his speech from Rio. So um, <laughs> yeah. who will who will the get two, up first? Those are the two <laughs> longest events in Olympic history. Thomas Bach's Rio speech and Michaela Schifrin's <laughs> Beijing pouting. One thing I just want to add, uh, the mixed team aerials is on right now. We'll talk about this in a minute. But can I just point out, David Morris is there. 
Uh, I don't know if he's there in a coaching capacity or he's just there as an Australian official or something like that. Fully kitted up in the great Australian suit. He's cheering everybody up there. Like, we'd be in this event if David Morris, you know, came out of retirement for like the fifth time. And I still think he's sitting on the course in Pyeongchang robbed after what happened there. But are you seeing this, Jerry? Are you seeing the great David Morris is off the podiums? David Morris is there? I have. They should have just rolled, like rolled him out, put in a late entry. Who cares? Like, just Lydia's be in the there event. Too. It's aerials. Anything can happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, Lydia's there too. She's still looking fit. I I, I can't recognize him. Is, is he on the course? Is he coaching? He's next to, uh, I don't know his, uh, what team it was, but he was next to one of the team's coaches. Like, they basically cut to him cheering one of the people landing. So um, Swiss, I think. Yeah, the Swiss. So, like, if That's you see a guy... Jackets. Yeah, if you see a guy, a man in an Aussie green jacket, basically the only male involved in aerials in Australia in our history, uh, David Morris, you, yeah, you can't miss him. I, I know that, like, Canada has sent a lot of these athlete mentors, uh, like Brittany McLean, who's, the you know, we inter- interviewed before, commentator and swimmer. She's there as an athlete mentor. I mean, obviously not for a specific sport because there's no swimmers in the Winter Olympics. Uh, Jill Officer, who we interviewed, she's there as a mentor. And I keep hoping to see them. Like, I'm hoping to see Jill... There in the curling, you know, just as, as like, I don't know, cheering section, what are these mentors for? But I don't know, apparently they never leave Athletes Village. I, I want to know what these uh, mentors are doing. Maybe this is it. It's kind of different for Australia. I mean, I, I don't think there's been a single day where we haven't seen Alyssa Camplin involved in something. I know she's our deputy chef de Michon and a great Aussie Olympian. But I mean, seriously, Alyssa, just calm down. Um, like, between Alyssa and Lydia, you think they're competing there. I love them both dearly. But I mean, you know, where's D- David Morris is there. Like, I want to see David Morris cheer him. Where's Dale? Where's Dale Begsmith? <laughs> Actually, that's a legitimate question. Where is Dale Begsmith? <laughs> <laughs> if you've had, if you've had word of Dale Beck Smith, call one eight hundred. Where's Dale? Um, other medal events today. Uh, one that I, I would like to talk a little bit about in the cross country skiing. Uh, Therese Yohag, who won her second gold of these games, her third overall in her Olympic career, won the women's ten classical, not without controversy. She's uh, she's formerly a drug cheat, uh, um, so she has been banned. She'd missed Pyeongchang due to uh, being naughty, naughty with the druggy druggies, um, but she's back and won a couple of gold here. So, I mean, I don't know if when it comes to athlete of the day, if we are disqualifying, uh, you know, the whole saying of once a, an Olympian, always an Olympian. Does that mean once a drug cheat, always a drug cheat? I don't know. Um, silver, hello, Therese, if you're listening. Uh, Kreitu Niskanen of Finland took the silver and Krista Pamakoski of Finland took the bronze and in the figure skating and the snowboarding harp up, not that we, I have no idea these events happened. I have not seen any of these on TV or in the news at all. Uh, Nathan Chen, the gold in oh, the men's surprise. Yuma wow. Kagiyama, silver for Japan, and Shoma Uno, uh, the bronze, and in the halfpipe, Chloe Kim, gold for the United States. Correct. Castellet, silver, Spain's first ever Winter Olympic silver medal. Get on board. And Sena Tomito of uh, Japan, the bronze. Um, and the other ones that are happening right now that will be decided, probably not while we're on air, the freestyle aerials uh, mixed team is on. Canada in the mix for that. Uh, Luge, Team Relay, get involved. Actually legitimately love that event. So I'm looking forward to that. Canada reigning silver medalist, of course, in that event too. And the women's 5,000 metres in speed skating also happening this evening. Um, Just want to talk, uh, obviously, the halfpipe and the the figure skating. Get the halfpipe over and done with because I've got a bit of rant on the figure skating. Um, When it comes to the halfpipe, is is it when you've got these events where they hype someone up so much, both of these events with Chloe Kim and Nathan Chen, like – 
why do we bother watching? Like it's just it's yeah. it it legitimately comes down to a point where you know they're going to win, and it's I've got more of a problem than the figure skating. But I don't know if it's a thing with these judge sports when you've got someone like Chloe Kim that ultimately they seem to get the scores no matter what. Now, again, I'm no expert. I watch these events every four years. I'm an armchair critic. But I think some of those other routines from some of the other athletes look just as good, if not better, than Chloe Kim's. And yet Chloe Kim just seems to dominate the event. She doesn't even have to try. Like, Jared, I don't know your thoughts on it. I just, I just, I don't know. It just seems like someone like a Chloe Kim automatically gets like a 100-point head start because she's Chloe Kim. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I I kind of felt the same way in the half pipe. I feel like the figure setting was a different story. I feel like Nathan Chen was like above and beyond the rest of the field. Um, but I do think there's probably something in it because I like, especially when, just when there's such a big difference at certain times between point scores and it's like, where is this coming from? And in an event like this, where, these these events where the scores are like across the board, like it's not like these different elements, like the moguls I get that we look at them and we're like, oh, that's weird. But then when you take into account, it's it's the speed, it's the style, it's the air, it's like these three components. But in these sports where it's just that we're just giving given like a raw score, no explanation. Um, I think even taking away like the top and the bottom, it just doesn't even out. I think there is that bias when the judges know it's somebody good, that there's just like a little bit more hype behind the same tricks. And I'm not trying to take away from Chloe Kim and her achievements. She's obviously amazing at what she does and deserves a gold medal, similar when you talk to somebody about like Sean White or something like that. But it just it just does seem like sometimes these people just get such hype. Like if you're talking a Michael Phelps are in the same bolt, there's no discrepancy over if they're good or not. They're the fastest. They're going to touch the wall first or cross the finish line first. We can see that with our own eyes. You can't change that. Whereas this, it's a little bit more subjective. Colin, I don't know, like, how you feel if you saw it. Like, I mean, kind of, does, is Chloe Kim, like, just this household name in Canada as well, just south of the border as well? Um, Like, I, well, I, first I want to say I agree with Jared, uh, at least from the viewer's perspective. Like, I did not question Nathan Chen at all. Like, it was, you know, clearly uh, <laughs> deserving of the scores. With Chloe Kim, it is different. And it could very well just be not understanding the scoring system. I will say one thing that... Kind of help because I, I I do agree with you in that I sort of went into the event thinking the same thing like you know is she going to win this no matter what like if she uh, I, I don't know decides to drop the board and just slide up and down on a crazy carpet Take a crap <laughs> halfway through the event just pull her pants down and let it flow yeah and exactly she'd still win the gold. I mean, her and her boyfriend are going to try to steal each other's sex juices yeah, halfway <laughs> down the pipe. Who knows? Uh, like, yeah, you do start to wonder. Uh, and part of it is, as we d- addressed yesterday, just the um, the American hype, maybe because American media is so big, just that hype. We seem to get that domination of the, the talk of the athletes. But I will say what kind of helped was, A, watching it with Jamie, because Jamie knows nothing about these sports, doesn't care who Chloe came with. Let me just put it this way. Uh, she asked me yesterday what country Mikkel Kingsbury was from. Uh, so, oh. and, <laughs> and that's why you're getting a divorce. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that, that's pretty much my favorite athlete in the world. Uh, I, I, de- Jamie. I, I, I tried to pitch giving Kingsbury as one of the middle names for one of our twins. Uh, but uh, she, she honestly doesn't care where they're from, doesn't know. And if I tell her, she'll forget. Uh, but she was watching and with Chloe Kim, she's like, oh, that was the best one I've seen yet. Uh, the other thing is, if you really have a good commentator 
who can explain it to you because they'll finish a run and I'll be like, wow, that looked incredible. And the commentators will be like, whoa, uh, unbelievable. And then as soon as they start showing the replay, like especially having Craig McMorris uh, as as our uh, specialist on there, he will start to go over and say, oh, you can just notice that, you know, he, he, they, they let go of the grab a little bit too soon there. Hello, Casper. Did you He's have thoughts on Chloe right Kim? Now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take my money penny figure? Go take money penny upstairs. Okay. Hey, I sure hope mommy's awake right now because daddy's busy. <laughs> Why don't you guys continue the conversation? But yes, uh, the commentators definitely help to understand the scores a little better. What a, what a great breaking section here and off the podium. Yeah, look, it's, and again, I feel like I'm I'm sitting here ripping into Chloe Kim saying she didn't deserve it. It's not that, but it's just, it's kind of like with Eileen Goo yesterday. It's just kind of one of these things where it's, it's not like a Michaela Schifrin where like if she crashes out and fucks up, you know that well, she's fucked up. She's out. That's it. She's done. Whereas like this, it's like, even if they crash and just have a little bit of a landing on the triple X volley or whatever it is, and boom, they're still going to do it. The figure skating, the issue I have in the figure skating, I agree with both of you. Nathan Chen is just above and beyond amazing. That guy, like, holy crap. I know nothing about figure skating, but yeah, give him the gold every time. The, the problem I have with the sport is that that is to me, maybe the most predictable Olympic sport that exists because there is literally no change in that that happens from the first to the second round. And you literally have people falling on their ass for like three jumps, but they still get up and win a silver medal. And this is, I get it. There's technicalities around it. You've got to hit a certain amount of scores and and routines and everything on those lines. But if Chloe Kim crashes all three as, as, little Casper here right now. I feel he's about to unmute Colin and completely join in. This will be interesting. Um, if Chloe Kim crashes all three of her runs, you know she's not going to score. Yet, I think it was one of the Japanese skaters. Like, he did fall, like, three times, but he still gets a medal. I just – I don't understand it. And and maybe we need to get more figure skaters on this show to fully explain it to me. But, Jared, I don't know how you feel about it. But, like, if I'm watching a sport and somebody crashes – I want to know that, okay, well, they're fucked up and then fourth place now has got a chance. But I don't think the the the, chain, the position has changed at all from the, the short programming through the free skate. And like, well, what's the point of me watching this when I know the results already? Yeah, it's odd. I feel like it's, it's counterintuitive to other sports because we know in like uh, any of like the snowboarding events, as soon as somebody falls, like that run is done. They can get back yeah. up and land all like the rest of their tricks, but it's like, okay, you're only you're still going to get, I don't know, like 40, 50. Um, whereas it does seem in like the figure skating that you definitely can like mess up a jump, mess up two jumps, but still come back and, and get a strong score. And I think what's weird too, is that you, you have the, you have like the, I think it's the technical score on screen with like mm. the green lights and the red lights and whatever. And you see that, but then there's this whole other like artistic component or whatever to their score that there's like no commentary or understanding on like how that's calculated. So you're like, okay, this person, they beat the top score on screen, but then their artistic score is low or it's like them or it's the reverse and they haven't beaten the score on screen, but then their artistic score is way higher. And then all of a sudden they're leading. It's just confusing the way like the elements are put together and there's like no explanation from the commentators that I've heard of exactly how that works. Yeah. And I completely agree. Like in terms of just explain a little bit better, but it's like, like the most comparable sport in the summer Olympics is gymnastics. But if Simone Biles falls flat in the face in the middle of the floor routine, she's going to be marked, you know, heavily for that. She falls off the beam. She's going to be marked heavily for that. There's no room for, Oh, I fall down. So I'm still going to win a gold medal because that wasn't one of the key components. Like that's just, 
where it's odd. Colin, you miss a lot of that. I know you're off controlling your children, but basically we're <laughs> saying about how figure skating, it's just probably the most predictable sport because at the end of the day, the, the top 20 from the other day are going to finish in the same position no matter how many times any of these skaters fall down. And like, I watched Jason Brown. I'm, I'm being biased. Yes, we interviewed him on the show, but his routine was like 10 times better than a bunch of the Japanese skaters who ended up winning medals. And I'm like, well, how the fuck does that happen? Jason should have won a medal, but I'm no figure skating judge. So if I was, maybe I'd need to be bribed. I don't know. Well, that's never happened before, right? <laughs> no, or take some drugs, basically. Hello, Russia. I mean, nobody on this show has ever cried retelling the story about bribe judges never. costing them a gold medal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, see, my complaint with the figure skating is just how long it goes. Like, especially when you get these I mean, long program, short program, free skate, who cares what it is? When you have as many countries, that's why I kind of liked watching the team event because you got five countries competing, you know, you pretty much know when you're going to be over and done with, and it takes forever to deliver the scores too. And, and what I really don't understand is if you have the same graphics, when they will have up on the screen, obviously you have, this is the leader and this is the current person going. And then they have like the technical sword that continues to go up throughout it. And I don't know if that's like basically, okay, the tricks they're doing are worth this many points. So it's trying to give the audience a basic idea, but none of it's relevant later on anyways, because they take about six hours to deliver the scores for each skater. So yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever been able to sit down and watch figure skating its entirety. I pretty much always will just record it and skim through. And of course you just wait until uh, the program's over or the skate is over. And then you skip about, you know, however long it's going to take before the scores are delivered. And then you're over and done with the event in 40 minutes. We should mention Brendan Carey, 17th. Great result for Brendan, a personal best, I believe, for him. And, uh, again, Nathan Chen, just absolutely outstanding. Jason Brown, 6th as well. So two are good off-the-podium results there. But um, hello to all our figure skating fans. I'm sure there's, you know, I mean, you should mention a bit of controversy in the team. Canada might get bumped up to a bronze. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, the the 15-year-old Russian, she's uh, basically had, uh, I think it's the same drugs that Sun Yen got uh got banned from and same is it the same one Maria Sharapova also got done for as well so uh this uh angina medicine that essentially uh is illegal but everyone says oh but it doesn't do anything well then why the fuck do you take it um yeah like <laughs> I would love to know the whole story uh because I never want to assume oh yeah they're taking this you know obviously uh to enhance their performance but that was what came out yesterday was specifically what the drug was. And it was Su Yang's uh, same one that he got as well. If that's the case, you know, if he was disqualified, unless she can produce that she has some severe heart condition at the age of 15 while being an Olympian, it's starting to look a little bit suspicious. It, but it's, it's, it's one of these like lines where it's like the famous one, the, I can't remember her name, the Romanian gymnast back in Sydney who basically got given uh, some painkillers because she had period pain and she got stripped of a gold medals because like, the coach didn't read the package properly. Sorry, love. That's got a banned substance in it. Just sorry that you've got some period pain, but you're going to get lose your gold medal. Um, I mean, it's, it's tragic, but I mean, at the end of the day, these rules are in place, you know, that they're yeah. there for a reason. Um, and look, we're not going to comment. We'll be here for the next five hours talking about Russia and, and everything along those lines. There's a reason why they're rock again. But um, at the end of the day, Eric Radford might be up for a bronze. So um, <laughs> come on off the podium. So we're being selfish there. Uh, just quickly, breaking news in the aerials. Uh, Canada are through to the final final. Uh, they're one of t- four teams who have qualified. So there's only six teams and then they have a second final with only four countries in it. <laughs> what the hell? Um, That's Jared's so favorite number. We get the one loser. 75% chance of another medal here for Canada. Uh, China, USA, and Switzerland all through. Rock and Belarus are not. 
Excuse me, I'm choking myself, getting emotional over this apparently. Um, and just quickly, just on the drug thing, um, <laughs> just just while we're on the topic of drugs, uh, I, I mentioned uh, Therese Johag, uh, Norwegian cross-country skier. Her second gold of these games, third overall, she won a gold back in Vancouver. Um, I mean, she's, I guess, served the penalty. She's They wouldn't let her back in if she hasn't served the penalty, but... Colin, just, I don't know, what do you feel about athletes who are convicted drug cheats, go and serve the the time for doing the crime, but now they're back? Like, if, if Ben Johnson tomorrow came out of retirement, are we going to be like, yeah, go for it, Ben, go go for your life, Marion Jones. Like, fucking go for it, Marion, you can do it. I mean, how many times has Justin Gatlin been back? That's, I guess, one of the other things. Uh, but, but that sort of just, uh, I think, raises the concern that should there be extra measures, like, are they just allowed to... Same as everybody else, regular testing, or are there stricter measures? You know, I, I, I agree with if your penalty's up, you should be allowed to compete again, but you should also maybe be subjecting them to more rigorous testing or, or something along those lines uh, so that you don't have those repeat offenders. Because otherwise you are going to get a Justin Gatlin who just gives a free buy for about 15 years straight. Jared, what do you think? It's weird. I feel like it's everything is like circumstantial in terms of did they know they were they were doping which is the majority of times but you are going to have like these rare cases where they didn't know and they should have been more vigilant on like what substances were in the medication they were taking um but i think in general like harsher penalties um do a better job at deterring i suppose future drug cheats like if you know that oh i may get caught doing this but if i get caught the ban's going to be i don't know what five years or whatever and you're young in your career and you know that like you can come back after that time period then i just feel like it's not enough of a deterrent not to take an illegal substance because i I believe her ban was like an 18 month ban which basically expired in march of 2018 so she missed going to the 2018 olympics by like one month so, like, she didn't time that very well when she took those drugs. Um, so, um, but she's back. She's won a couple of gold. So, you know, good for her. Killing it for Norway. Um, just before we go over some of the other Aussie-Canadian results from the day, uh, we were talking a little bit yesterday, um, and we mentioned a little bit today about how there's this sort of focus on, say, the American athletes and sort of, you know, we're not talking about these big-name Europeans, uh, you know, the losers, people like that. We actually got a message today on Instagram uh, from a user by the name of Dam Eldor. 30 13. Thanks, uh, Dam. And I'm going to read this one because it's actually a, an interesting message that we got sent in. So Dam says, I'm highly fascinated to listen to this podcast as a person from a traditional winter sports nation, Austria, which of course has a very Austrian or at least European outlook. I have barely heard anything about the American goats in these Olympics. Only a few result interludes basically, but definitely know lots about Geisenberger, Kleibo and Johag. Seeing that you get shown such different coverage discipline wise is also fascinating. I think you said something about having not seen any biathlon these Olympics. Pretty much impossible in Austria. I've seen so much biathlon. It's my main discipline of interest as I am very closely following the World Cup. Uh, already it is nowhere close to the end of biathlon. Also haven't seen a single second of live curling or ski cross footage. Definitely fascinating. So, I mean, again, I really appreciate that message, uh, Dam Elder. Like, I mean, obviously that makes sense. Uh, it's no doubt the same in the Summer Olympics. Like, we're never going to see handball, uh, but I'm sure, you know, these Eastern European nations are never going to see swimming. So, um, it's fascinating, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to tell you guys that I was surprised on air, like that we've got this great message, uh, got people yeah. listening in Austria. So, uh, you know, Colin, we need to, we need to send a shout out to our Austrian listeners. It's exciting. 
Well, and congratulations. You've had a better day than Canada today, Austria. Uh, so good for you. I'm sure that's dominated the TV coverage. Um, but uh, like, that's one of the things that fascinates me. And I think that's kind of what he's saying. It's just, it's interesting to hear about how things are different in different countries uh, because there are sports that, you know, Nordic combined, perfect example that, if you're in Europe, I mean, this is a primetime event. You know, here in Canada, we have Hockey Night in Canada, uh, which is number one. No, nobody's going to beat Hockey Night in Canada. I mean, it is Monday Night Football of Canada. But meanwhile, Monday Night Football, you know, although popular, isn't going to draw the type of ratings that hockey is here. Hockey's not going to draw the same type of ratings in America that football is. And you go to Europe, Nordic combined is going to draw the type of ratings that Monday Night Football and Hockey Night in Canada do. Uh, and and I, we've discovered a lot of that even just throughout. I think one of the most interesting is how we've been talking about snowboard cross versus ski cross in Canada. I mean, it's not like the TV coverage is different, but you guys have a lot more success maybe in snowboard cross and it gets a lot more media attention there. Whereas here we just got a silver medal and the guy was almost an afterthought until he won. But I guarantee as soon as ski cross starts up, I mean, our athletes are going to be all over the, 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 the coverage here. Well, you mentioned hockey. I mean, God, like we're lucky to get a five second interlude here. Like they just show the fights. That's all we ever see uh, here in Australia. And they'll, they maybe show the medal rounds. Like even they're generally pretty good at showing it late at night. But even during this coverage, I haven't seen any. They haven't shown any like live. I was watching the Finland Slovakia game on the app today. Um, but um, and I'll, I'll watch the Canada Germany game later on. But that won't be on TV here. It will be on the app. Uh, Jared, I mean, I don't know if you got anything to add on kind of what's what's been said there. Uh, nothing really to add. I just wonder, um, coming across the podcast, do you think it was an Austrian podcast to start with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Australian on that. The confusion great. and then what? <laughs> yeah, what's this crap? Australian. The weirdest Austrian like... accent I've ever heard. I know. <laughs> That's a lovely accent you've got there. New Jersey, Austria. Oh, good day, mate. Let's throw another shrimp on the barbie. Um, also, I want to send a shout out to a uh, long-term fan on Twitter, uh, Don Whelan, who shot us through a message uh, hoping that uh, myself and Colin are in full recovery. doesn't give a shit about you, Jared. So um, <laughs> just just saying there. Just uh, thanks. Doesn't need any well wishes. I'm perfect as it is. <laughs> I, I think what's the, funny the is our full, <laughs> our full recovery includes, you know what? We're just going to rest in bed. We're not going to work. We're not going to do this. We're going to record for me 5 o'clock in the morning for you 10, 11 <laughs> o'clock at night every night. This is how we recover. You are part yeah. of our recovery, Don. So thank you for listening. No, thank you. And to everybody else uh, listening who hasn't messaged, well, you know, just message us. It makes us feel loved. <laughs> um, so uh, result-wise today outside of the medals for Australia and Canada, so I'll go through these. And obviously I'm doing Canada because somebody's too lazy to do his own work. Um, <laughs> Somebody can't of, find an easy way to read this on their phone since two computers are occupied. <laughs> um, Don't throw me under the bus, Waterworth. We know Jack slash James got the bronze in the combined, but uh, Broderick Thompson got uh, eighth, Brody Seguer ninth, and I, I believe it was Brody who was uh, posting on Instagram going up the ski lift asking for slalom advice in between events. I don't know if you saw that. Um, not often you get an Olympian halfway through the events going, hey, so any advice for the next one? Um, and uh, Trevor Philp uh, did not finish, pulled a Michaela. Uh, so there you go. And look at this, Jack Gower from Ireland, 12th. In the combined, there's a result. There's a there's an athlete. There's a daily day possible right there. Ireland getting twelfth in skiing, country that's never even won a medal in the Winter Olympics. So uh, there you go. Um, 
On the women's 10K, so obviously had a couple of Aussies in that, as well as I'm sure Canadians, which we did. Daria Beatty was 18th in that for Canada. Catherine Stewart-Jones, 36th for Canada. Uh, Sandrine Brown, 48th for Canada. Jessie Eaton, 51st for Australia. Olivia Buffard, Nesbitt, 61st for Canada. And off the podiums, Casey Wright was uh, 67th in that event today. Uh, in the curling, Canada six, Norway five, and the women, that was in the men's, I should say, the women's hit the ice tonight, uh, in about, uh, 15 minutes, uh, making much news there, Colin, the, the curling, uh, is that second win now for Canada? Uh, I mean, this is making all the news in Canada, <laughs> uh, and it's going to basically, uh, I'm going to make a, a bold prediction here and say that the curling uh, coverage is probably going to eclipse even hockey, these Olympics. If the NHL players had been there, it might've been different, but uh, it's, it's just insane. And it's just, it's only going to get crazier, especially once uh, the women start. Why is that? Is, I mean, I, I mean, I know curling's huge there, but like, why is it bigger than the hockey? Is it, is it literally, as you said, no NHL players. So that's basically. I, yeah. I mean, we mentioned during Pyeongchang that, uh, not having the NHL players kind of put more of a spotlight on the women's hockey, which I would say is, is similar this time. I mean, Eric Stahl's helping to get a little bit more attention on the men's uh, and definitely there's going to be a lot of excitement with the hockey. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt about that, but the familiarity of um, the curlers that we've sent this time with everybody in all three of the um, men's women's and then the mix all being returning Olympians uh, there's a lot of excitement because it's not just, oh, we've got this curler who qualified. It's like, oh, we've got this person that you have fond memories of watching them in Vancouver or Sochi or Pyeongchang. Meanwhile, Dean and Tali are back home. I think uh, Tali's just sitting on the couch enjoying the Olympics and Dean was at uh, the Ice House tonight. So Somehow um, she caught COVID again. Yeah, well, I mean, I could I could literally go over and say hello to Dean right now, but kind of got COVID, can't leave the hotel. So um, in the figure skating, as we said, Brendan Carey, 17th, great result. That's his best result ever at an Olympic Games. And uh, Keegan Messing was 11th for Canada in that one. Did you? I don't know funny. how much you guys watched, but did you see Keegan? I did not see Keegan. Did I miss out on something hilarious? Or Oh, just the greatest wardrobe and the most Canadian wardrobe ever because he went out there basically in like a plaid shirt. <laughs> uh, got to see It, it kind of, especially with the music playing, you know, I, I all I could think about the entire time was uh, that Monty Python lumberjack song. Yeah. <laughs> he's a lumberjack and he's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I do love the music choices, though. I, I did love um, Brendan skated to a bit of Muse, a bit of Butterflies and Hurricanes, and uh, Nathan Chen has had the uh, the the Elton John uh, mega mix going on there, which was pretty cool. And there's always somebody who fucking skates to Gladiator. Like, seriously, like, is this just yeah. a prerequisite at the Olympics now? <laughs> Everyone who's doing Gladiator this year, like, oh, it's up to you now. Okay. Um, obviously, the Aerials mixed team finals are on right now. As I said, Canada through to the final of that one, so they've got a 75% chance of a medal. Ice hockey, the men's team hit the ice tonight. Sweet, sweet revenge for Germany. I'm the only one in the world who clearly gives a shit about this. I was trying to spread it around Channel 7 today, and everyone was like, so? <laughs> Hell. <laughs> like, I guess I'll be the one person who wants to seek revenge. Um, team USA up against China. The other games today, Sweden beat Latvia 3-2, and Finland defeated Slovakia 6-2. And I think I've said before, if Canada can't win the gold, I'm rooting for Finland. They they are the country to me that deserves an Olympic gold medal in the men's ice hockey the most. Uh, the team really Trinidad and Tobago in. Yeah, very thoroughly deserved it. Can I just point out that China are only ranked one spot ahead of Australia in the world rankings in ice hockey, and yet they're at the fucking Olympics right now. So 
just saying, you know, it's been uh, it's been 62 long years of Australia not being at the Winter Olympics in ice hockey. So come on, hey, come on, Team Australia, s- come on, the Mighty Roos. Start Hobart 2034. It might happen. <laughs> we'll talk about Hobart shortly when it comes to something along those lines. Big news around that. Um, the Team Luge obviously is happening. Uh, Skeleton uh, started today in the men's. Off the podiums, Nick Timmings ranked 25th out of 25 uh, skeleton athletes. Got a pretty bit shit start, unfortunately, for Nick. I don't think he was too happy that his sled kind of got away from him at the beginning and he slid right to the wall. I got a commentary <laughs> thing on him later on too. <laughs> Remind Jared, me. Jared, was that the off the podium curse just right in front of our eyes? They're like, here goes Nick, pull me into the wall. <laughs> It has to me. And that made me feel good about my chances if I ended skeleton because, like, it's the one straight section of the track and then just <laughs> straight into the wall. And then, that, like, he did really well, like, the rest of the way down, but just it screwed up the entire run. It was, like, every wall that he could probably hit. Boom, boom, side to side. Like, gotta love it. It literally reminded me of Cool Runnings the first time they go in the sled, how you literally see them push off and they bang straight into the wall. It's like, <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold it. Well, coach, we're not bobsledding yet. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> it's just little Nick going down on his sled. Um, oh, Nick, bless his little heart. That's Again, if people ever want to see the off-the-podium curse uh, in front of their eyes, watch Nick Timming start the skeleton. Um, uh, but yes, he's sadly 25th out of 25 run, but it's not like the luge. So it's not like you've got to be in the top 20 to get through. I mean, it might be the final run, but, um, so he at least will get a, a third run. Um, the Canadian side of things, uh, Blake Enzi 19th. Uh, so that is where the leader of that one is Christopher Grothier of Germany. Uh, in case oh, they didn't big need surprise. To win, win any more sliding medals, uh, going on there. Um, Obviously, in the uh, snowboard cross, we went over the Aussies. Um, there were a couple of other Canadians, was then were there not in that as well? Um, where they finished, I will pull up in just a second. Uh, the women's half pipe, I believe you had a Canadian in there, did you not? You had two. Uh, Elizabeth Hosking was sixth, and Brooke Dont was tenth. Uh, so better luck next time, champs. Um, in the snowboard cross, the other Canadians, Liam Moffat went out in the 1-8 finals and Kevin Hill also went out in the 1-8 finals. So, hey, um, I narrowly avoided a bit of a curse there because uh, I had Kevin Hill lined up to come on the show a couple of years ago and uh, timing never worked out. So you're welcome. Um, it's not our fault. <laughs> never is. What are you talking about? Um <laughs> And I will say in the women's 5,000 metre speed skating, uh, Isabel Waterman will be back to try and get another medal. Obviously, already won a bronze in these Olympics. So um, she'll be aiming for another one there. Uh, what did we watch, gentlemen? Let's start with you, Jared. Uh, what did you watch today? Um, I caught a little bit of the um, the Alpine combined slalom, um, a bits and pieces of the curling. Um I saw a fair bit of the figure skating and then the snowboard cross, like we mentioned, and the uh, skeleton. I still haven't watched any of the uh, the team curling. I'm a bit sad to admit that, but uh, I'll, I'll get there eventually. Uh, Colin, what, what did you watch today? Uh, almost identical to Jared, just with the exception that I saw a little bit of um, uh, in the women's Great Britain, because uh, that was the first one that aired last night. <laughs> 
Uh, and um, I'm actually watching the uh, the Alpine combined for the second time right now because I had finished recording it uh, when Casper came down and then he unplugged it. So I'm recording it for a second time now. But great event. Fantastic. He wanted to watch uh, the figure skating, Colin. Just put it on for him. Yeah, that's what he was waiting for. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to see the Lumberjack song. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, figure skating, uh, half pipe, um, snowboard cross. That was a big one. Uh, and skeleton, of course. Can't forget skeleton. Uh, I think covered all the bases. I watched a bit of cross country skiing today. I was actually pretty excited. They were showing that today. So, um, as you know, I, I'm a bit of a sneaky fan of the cross country skiing uh, and ice hockey. Uh, always going to put that on when I can. Uh, Finland versus Slovakia. So uh, that was pretty good from what I saw of that as well. Uh, and yeah, the aerials team is uh, happening right now. And um, how are we feeling about this sport, gentlemen? I don't know how I'm like. Do we care about it if there's no Australia in it? I know there's Canada in it, but you know, I'm I'm feeling seventy five percent positive. I don't know about you. Well, it's better than feeling seventy four percent positive, I guess. I just I just want them to show Dave Morris more. Like that's that's all I'm in for now. <laughs> show me more Dave Morris. Like this is give, can give he just be the- like the new Waldo of the Olympics? Like we'll just watch him pop up in random events. There's Dave. <laughs> you know, th- just- Thomas Bach will make his final speech instead of a fly. This will be David Morris just swarming around his head. Oh, like, come on. That would be the best thing ever. Like he, and he would do that. Like he would just, his bundle of energy, Dave Morris is bouncing around. I read his autobiography recently and it's one of the best autobiographies I've read. It was brilliant. So brutally honest. Um, but, um, yeah, God, no, God, we're all for more Dave Morris. Let's, let's put him up on our screens all the time. Um, fails, any glare? I know Colin, you've got a few. Let's start with Jared today. Are you, are you still influenced by the fact that there's a channel seven employee on this uh, episode now? I'm not, and I also didn't have the stream on mute today. Um, so the main one that I got was just, we were just having some issues with nationalities today, um, struggling a little bit. And to me, the most glaringly bad one was during the uh, snowboard cross when like they're talk, talking through the athletes at the gate and then it comes in like, and next up is the uh, German skateboarder. Yoshiki Takahara, which you'd think like, okay. <laughs> and I'm waiting for like the flag and name chart. I'm like, mm, unusual German name. Uh, <laughs> flag comes up, uh, happens to be Japanese. No correction from the commentator, just rolls with it. There's the German in the gate, <laughs> ready to go. I'm like, mm. um, so that was the main one for me today. I, um, I have to say, I one of the days I was there, I, I met Dave in person and I sort of was... He was going through his methods for, I guess, remembering the athletes. And he had this, like, great system with his papers and everything. It was actually really interesting to kind of see the amount of effort he's got into putting in there to make sure he's got it. He's got literally start sheets printed out with colors on them so he knows he can write in each heat, like, the name and just the bibs. It was um, really, really fascinating. But uh, Steph Prem, the the um, the expert commentator, uh, Vancouver Olympian, she's great, and um, she's already agreed to come on the show. So again, the, the the perks of working there, you can get a lot of these guests on the show. Um, and I just want to say, and I'm biased, I mean, because again, I'm just adding Channel Seven, brilliant, not a, not a foot wrong at all today, just so perfect, really, really fucking good. Even without me there, like they're doing. I mean, I'm there, but I'm just not in the studio. I'm working from hotel. Um, John O'Brower, I want them to show more of the alpine skiing. This guy is amazing. He is so much fun to talk to, and we're going to get him on the show as well. Um, two-time Olympian in alpine skiing and just uh, such a fun, a bundle of fun 
So um, look forward to getting Jono on the show. But uh, I don't know, Jared, if you've watched much of the Alpine, but uh, get on board the Jono Brow train. And Matt Hill, like just amazing. He's a horse race commentator. And uh, can I just, he's a, can, can yes, I cut Colin. in here just to illustrate people what's going on? Now, when Jared gives a commentary fail, Ben basically grovels that he doesn't get fired. But I'm going to tell you, the hard work they put in, it's admirable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you should, you should see the prep work they do. <laughs> I'm telling you now, they're paying me to do what I'm doing. I'm going to suck up as much as I can. So uh, call me a sellout every minute of the day, but I don't care. I own that shit. So um, when Channel 9 hire me for the, the next Olympics, uh, you wait till I talk about Eddie Maguire and Todd Woodbridge and the gang. Like, just uh, wait and see how it goes. Um, Colin, Canada, you've got a few, I feel. Yeah. Uh, so first in the um, the half pipe, uh, it's a different team than we had during the previous one. But this guy, not not Craig McMorris, but the other guy, the, the main uh, commentator, the play-by-play guy, uh, he, um, he also seems to be leaning in towards the bad jokes, uh, because Craig McMorris was basically saying after there was, um, I think maybe three or four people who, who, uh, kind of wiped out, uh, all of a sudden somebody landed their jumps and he goes, it's just a land fest. Now everyone can land. And then the other guy goes, all runways open, <laughs> like with the bad laugh following it as well. <laughs> wow. Uh, we had some good Canadian math here uh, after Elizabeth Hoskins, the Canadian, had gone. Uh, he goes, Elizabeth Hoskins still sitting in third. Well, no, she's actually in fifth. Well, this is fifth place. Hosking is still in fourth. So my mistake. <laughs> Only a Canadian could do that kind of math. Uh, here's your Nick Timmings. This was fantastic. So uh, verbatim, I hope he's enjoying his Olympic experience. Because it certainly is an experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's Canadian and, uh, for your shit, Nick. Uh, and this is the main event of the day. I hope you can, if you can hear this, I'll play it again. But uh, this, uh, I, I, there was no way I could do this justice. Um, basically, just to set up what you're going to hear, you're going to hear somebody making a comment that maybe they shouldn't have made. A very long pause while somebody tries to change the subject. And then the original person backtracking and trying to reinforce their original bad point. So l- l- let's see if we can hear this. Okay. There he is. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to pause this here. There we go. Ready? All right. All right. Nick Baumgartner, there he is, 40 years of age. Looks like somebody you'd see at a Walmart. <laughs> he loves football. He's here to play. He's putting it all out on the line today. Nothing against Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Walmart? <laughs> like it could not. Have, that was the longest pause I have ever heard. Is the guy who, he loves football? He loves the sport. Well, nothing against Walmart. <laughs> I like the fact that when they were talking about him on our coverage, they were basically talking about how like. Follow this guy on social media. He's brilliant and blah, blah, blah. Because here's one that I think I shared with you about two weeks ago when they announced the US team. I'm like, we're going to keep an eye on this guy. Because, like, <laughs> let's be honest, he looks like a guy who shops at Walmart. He really does. Yes. <laughs> like, he actually does. Um, but that's gold. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad that Colin doesn't work for CBC. Like, you know. <laughs> I never will now. <laughs> well, we've. Hello. I mean, let's go back and listen to the other stuff I said about Channel 7 in the last, like, three of these we've done. 
So I mean, they got me a job. So um, Colin will be head commentator of the curling I'm, I'm in Milan. Putting in a call to Devin Hero, try to get my referral in. This Bloody is what hell. I need to replace. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Uh, breaking news in the aerials team event. Canada are currently sitting in first place. Having said that, they've had two jumpers and uh, China and USA have only had one. So uh, they're looking good for the bronze. Let's just say that right now. Um, uh, the only fail, like, again, I can't, Channel 7 are brilliant, perfect, nothing wrong with them. Uh, news.com.au, um, I've got here the headline of World Mox Champs Star Trek Costume, uh, followed by Skier Band as Double Drama Rocks Olympics. Um, the skier was from, like, Iraq or something, weren't they? Like, I mean, no disrespect to Iraq or wherever you are from, that it's not really a controversy. Like, if you were 47th in the downhill, then, oh, God. <laughs> who's going to be 47th now like quick redo the um redo the order just um some other headlines going on right now on news.com.au um adidas pan for x-rated bra advert uh, mp found asleep <laughs> denies soiling his pants um wallet friendly party supplies sorted uh that's good uh kayla's ex spotted with ripped new girlfriend uh, mortifying mistake found in a dating profile. Glad to see they finally saw my dating profile. Uh, followed by sneaky tax loophole can save you $6,000. So um, all the big news coming to you from news.com.au. Hashtag they're still shit. Um, and I will never work for news.com.au. I worked for News Corp. And I'm telling you now, I would I would sell my soul out for any organization on this planet except for news.com fucking AU. So no. <laughs> I'm surprised that you're not coming up with, you know, Joanna Griggs had some really bad information that must have been passed to her from somebody since Ben's been sick. I am actually, well, no, because I, I don't want to mock my replacement in studio. He's a good guy. Um, but I will say that Joe uh, did manage to sneak in a lovely little reference to Canada's Lance Stroll Formula One driver when talking about Scotty James today. And then she mess- I said to her, I'm like, <laughs> got in Lance Stroll, nice. And she's like, that was for you to make you feel better. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so just saying. That's amazing. The, pow- the power that I have over Channel 7 right now, it's 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 influential. Um, pointing that out <laughs> God, I really am a suck up. You remember those days in Survivor Oz and like, oh, Ben, I hate him. He's such a suck up. Yeah, I am. Uh, this is why. <laughs> exactly. We talked hey, about that. got me that a job our- at Channel 7. So fuck you haters of me in Survivor yeah. Oz. <laughs> we, we talked about that on our 10th anniversary show. All the criticism worth being a suck up. It's like, well, there's reasons why. <laughs> exactly. There's a reason behind doing it. Like, I mean, God, I get a job out of it. So, you know, for fuck's sake, when I'm like, hosting the next 20 Olympics and people are going, oh, how did that Ben Waterworth get a job? Well, t- this is why. <laughs> so simple. Uh, breaking news in the Team Aerials. Canada in third after two jumpers. So um, happy bronze. They're in third again. after two jumpers? What? Well, like as in there's two, two Canadian rounds. Two jumpers. Okay. No, like as in two people have gone. I thought you were like two teams have jumped and Canada is somehow in third. Well, it's like, I am it's like, not very hopeful. It's like the podium thing for Australia before, right? Like four could get on the podium. So that makes sense. Cool. Yes. Um, do we want to do our celebratory day? Yes, we will before we go into the Daily Dale. Um, Colin, I finally put them up on social media. You're welcome. Did you? Uh, All right. <laughs> sort of. I kind of cheated and put like a whole bunch up together, but uh, <laughs> daily from now on. Uh, who is Canada's celebratory day today? Well, I, uh, I figure you would be very excited about this one. Because Jostine Nordmo Day. Uh, uh, so Jostine Nordmo uh, is Canada's best ever finish in Nordic Combined, which happened 90 years ago when he finished in 10th place. 
Um, now, I just want to illustrate how much of a household name Joffrey Nordmo is as our most successful Nordic combined athlete. This really reinforces the point that Nathaniel Ma, uh, Canada's last Nordic combined athlete, was making last year when he was on the show about uh, <laughs> how much more this sport needs to develop in Canada. This is the entire Wikipedia page on Jostine Nordmo. Jostine Nordmo, January 23rd, 1895 to 1965, was a Canadian skier. He competed in the Nordic combined event at the 1932 Olympics. That is it. <laughs> the picture that is on our social media of Jostine Nordmo is the only picture available anywhere on Google of Jostine Nordmo. Now, having said that, I, you've really got my attention on the sport since you're a big bragger on it. Um, Nathaniel Ma got my attention on the sport. I am happy that uh, Canada has had a 10th place finish, but it's time to do better. It's been 90 years. And you know, the last time that uh, we put up uh, the, the the daily, what are we calling this? The celebratory athlete of the day? The, uh, for, the, yeah, sure. Yeah. That works. For Canada in a sport we never meddled in was ski jumping. And we saw what happened that day. So is there still hope for Nordic Combined, Ben? You tell me. Always, always hope, Colin. Um, there is always hope for Nordic Combined. And actually just... On that, it's interesting you say that. We posted about Hal Nadal Day yesterday, Australia's only Nordic combined skier. Um, mm. I think we've discussed before. Uh, so Hal is actually, there's a fan page for him on Facebook run by one of his daughters. And she shared it, uh, basically, that we had this day and uh, said commented saying, thank you, Dad will be so proud to see this. He's 94 now. And uh, I was chatting a little bit to his daughter again today because we really would love to get him on the show. And uh, so she's going to try and work out a way to do it again. Like he's, you know, 94 and, um, you know, I don't think speaks that great English. And there's, there's some boundaries to overcome there. But if we can get some form of episode where it's maybe just talking to his daughter about how, because, um, uh, uh, yeah, like uh, anything to get Nordic combined on the map, Colin. So um, I'm with you. Well done. I like that. Good job. Um, for Australia, this is one I see that even Colin would have heard of. Uh, happy Tora Bright Day. Uh, obviously, with the women's half pipe on. Who? Uh, no idea. Never, never heard about. <clears throat> I'm choking. I just, I can't get emotional right now. I just don't know who she is. Um, obviously, uh, gold medalist from Vancouver for Australia in the half pipe. Silver medalist in Sochi. Our equal greatest ever Winter Olympian, alongside a certain Mr. Dale Beg Smith. Our greatest ever female Winter Olympian, three-time Olympian, flag bearer in Vancouver. Um, I believe our only ever gold medalist. Um, to carry our flag in the opening ceremony until maybe Laura in a couple of days. No jinx in there. Um, so, yes, and, and a household name of Australian sport, not just winter sport, but uh, there you go. Jared, what, Tora, Queen Tora. I mean, we, there's not much you can say about Tora, is there? No, she's a legend. Um, I think my favourite thing with Tora is the, uh, the Channel 7 packages where it really sounds like, uh, the word female has been added in like later, like they've made a mistake. I'm like, oh, we, f we forgot about Dale. We've got to say female winter athlete. It's like a completely different tone and they've like Frankenbited it in there. Um, but yeah, she's a legend um, crushing the half pipe and really has like, I feel like she was the start of like Australia's somewhat like legacy and like the half pipe. Like it's always an event where we've got a couple of athletes there and, and there's potential to do well. 
Well, no, no pressure on little old Scotty tomorrow, but we've meddled in that event every year now since Tora got gold back in uh, there. And I think a lot of people forget about her silver in Sochi, uh, which was another great run, uh, very close to getting gold in that. So, um, yeah, amazing. And it, it's actually fascinating you say that about the um, the packages because I've really enjoyed the little – and this is not just me sucking up. Like I legitimately, if I wasn't working with Channel 7, actually enjoy the packages where they're doing like the, you know, history things. Um, they've done a great one on Zali. And uh, they've actually, I don't know if you've seen the Dale Beg Smith one, they've done a, a couple, of, and I think it was yesterday when um, Joe came back in on air, she's like, oh, it's such a great, interview. very difficult interview though. But uh, <laughs> you know, Joe talked about that when we did an interview on that. So uh, hello, Dale, if you're listening, uh, basically uh, out there as well. Um, speaking of Dale, His Excellency, the Daily Dale, our athlete of the day, um, I've got a couple here for, for this. Um, Jared, what about you? Do you as well? I do. I have a couple. Wow. Look at us. We've done our homework, guys. Oh, look at, look at us doing things. On you go, champs. Well done. Um, Jared, start us off. Who have you got as potentials? Uh, well, I'll start with the more serious one, uh, which is um, our favourite, um, Carole Castellet in the women's snowboard halfpipe. Just winning that silver Spain, their first silver medal at a Winter Olympics, their fifth Winter Olympic medal overall, I just think is a big achievement. Um, and then the other, I mean, how could I go past Nick Timmings? I'm just so proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of winter, winter Olympic effort that I want to see is like crashing on like the straight section of the course, uh, crashing even earlier than... Um, our bestie um, Shipfrin in the um, in the alpine skiing. So um, yeah, Nick, what a legend! Just the fact too that he met, that he did manage to just hold it together throughout like the rest of the course after like a disastrous start was impressive. So I um, I can't like, imagine if Roy and HG were still around that that wouldn't be getting a lot of airtime right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to the summer chill this weekend to see how that gets the airtime. Sorry, Colin. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, he's already had the Olympic experience. Does he really need anything else? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> need to get him back on the show just to be like, so uh, about that first run. Um, did you have any others, Jared? Uh, no. Nick Timmings' no. helmet, maybe. Oh, yeah. Nick Timmings' helmet. Pretty No penguins, though. A bit disappointed on that one. Uh, can I also just quickly add, just on, on naming things and that, Breeze shared a few pictures of, of the sled. I know she had a monobob training run tonight. She got fastest in the first run at least, so that was good. But uh, commented a couple of times about Ben, and she kind of like commented back on Ben's doing good. But like, so I think Bree might be officially naming this sled Ben, so I'm just saying. If it, if she chokes, we know why. Um, Colin, who have you got up? Uh, so I have two, um, although I, I did consider as an honorable mention uh, the uh, Spanish one that uh, Jared mentioned, but... Uh, you already mentioned the, the I guess, big story uh, for the um, uh, the Alpine combined guy, Johan Strolls, with his father winning the gold medal, uh, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and uh, actually, my second one also, as I was saying, very big day for Austria, uh, was Alessandro Hammerley, the, the guy who won the gold in the snowboard cross. Now, I, I had to really do digging for this because they were basically trying to comment on how he was the underdog coming into this and you often hear that you're like oh well you know maybe he hasn't had a world cup finish in a while uh his only huge success he had was he had silver in the world championship last year prior to that 
He's been competing since 2010, I believe. Uh, and he has only reached a World Cup podium twice in his entire career. Once was in 2012, and uh, the other time was in 2014. So he is eight years off even a World Cup podium, and he somehow upsets and wins the gold by the slimmest of margins over Canada. But uh, I, I'm going for two, two Austrians who actually beat Canadians today. Just saying the Daily Dale is not going to Colin's internet right now. Uh, just uh, there's some woeful connections going on. Did you hear any there. of that? We did. We did. It was very robotic. I'm glad that you've um that you've got that transplant. <laughs> the next finally. stage of COVID. I know, right? The robot <laughs> phase. You've got the Robocron uh, format there, basically. Um, breaking news in the aerial teams. In fourth place, Switzerland. In third place, Canada. In second place, the People's Republic of China. It is gold to the USA. They've uh, come out of nowhere in that final round and uh, they've, they've taken the gold. And I do love here how Team Canada are celebrating with a Canadian flag attached to an ice hockey stick. So uh, that's, if that could... that's been a thing uh, since Kingsbury. Uh, that's not even the first one to do that. Have you seen that from anybody I, else? I have now. So um, good good to note that. But uh, after USA had a bit of a drought with no gold, they're just shitting it in right now. Just calm down, team. Um, shouldn't so, have brought it up the other day. Now they're going to win everything. Well, Canada's drought. Like, come on. They've got to, like, uh, do some things. Um, so, okay, I've got a few. Um, a couple have been mentioned, but a couple of uh, honourable mentions, I think. Well, one honourable mention in particular. Um, an Italian snowboarder by the name of Filippo Ferrari. Now, look... You probably think with a name like that, the guy should be fast. The guy should do pretty well. And I was like, I was down for this guy. I'm like, oh, yes, this guy, he's my man. Like, come on, Filippo Ferrari. First run. man. Comes out of the blocks, face plants. About six seconds off the pace. Okay, he'll do well in the second run. Second run, out of the blocks, face plants again. This time, <laughs> doesn't even get up. So, um, my man, Filippo, um, he fucked up Oh, So, um, hopefully that's not an omen for how Ferrari going to go this year in Formula 1. Um, Donovan Carrillo, a Mexican figure skater, became the first ever Mexican figure skater to make it through to the second part of men's, <clears throat> excuse me, I get very emotional talking about Mexican spits, uh, figure skaters. Um, so I thought an honorable mention to him. Uh, I've got Terezio Hag down, but again, I don't know if we allow drug cheats to, uh, win the, uh, Daily, Daily Dale. It soils the great name of, uh, Dale Beg Smith. Um, I also had down James slash Jack Crawford for breaking the drought for Canada in that event. But I, I've, I'm maybe swayed a little bit to Johannes Strolls because I think that's a great story. You know, dad wins it, what, 34 years ago. He comes, I don't know if that's ever been done before in, in Winter Olympics. It says a research. I probably should have looked that up. But um, no disrespect to your choice, Colin, and anyone because it's a great story. But how many snowboarders have we had? <laughs> like, I know they're different events, but, I mean, come on. Like, are we going to do that in speed skating? Well, they're in the 5,000 metres, not the 1,000 metres. Like, I mean, you know. No, <laughs> Colin's well, upset. He's going to throw a chair again. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. Was there a question? Who kind of lost? I look. I I put Johannes Strolls as my main one down. Um, just because yeah, I think it's a great too. story, and we haven't had an alpine skier yet until Esther. Um, so um, I, I don't so know. That's Jared, why I'm confused. Why am I throwing a chair? Because you were agreeing with me. <laughs> because you you were fighting for your snowboarder guy, the Austrian, and I'm like, no. well, how many snowboarders I, I, have we I had? said the first one I mentioned was Johannes Stroll, and then I mentioned the snowboarder guy to explain the story. But those were my two choices. 
He's very snarky, so, isn't he, Jared? I just, why don't I just pick up off. this chair yeah. and throw it then, huh? It's the robot snark for me that does it. You, you do you. Um, so are we going with Johannes or? Yeah, if we're not picking uh, Nick Timming's helmet, then <laughs> I suppose. I wanted, to, uh, <laughs> I wanted to mention, though, that that Mexican uh, figure skater you, you talked about, I, I thought about it, you know, maybe an honorable mention, but. It is ridiculous how much uh, attention he's getting on CBC here. Like the, mm. that has been as big of a story as our own skaters. I mean, I'm not going because mm, I'm watching CBC. Clearly, I'm not watching CBC, but like I've seen, he's getting a fair bit of attention in terms of that, which I think it's like a great thing. You know, I mean, it's it's always good when you have sort of these nations that I guess um, you know aren't perceived as winter nations. Obviously, Jared and I live in one, um, but you know, I, I don't think like you can maybe expect an Australian figure skater or something, something new. Like we've had figure skaters in most Olympics. It's one of our most prominent sports we've ever had. Whereas like, I don't think I'd ever consider a figure skater coming from Mexico. So um, good for him. Well done. Um, good chin up champ. Good job. You Mexican. <laughs> well done. You, you good. To you. <laughs> I don't know. what's so funny. Um, so, um, before we look ahead to tomorrow, and before we you know, go you know over, what? there was yes, there was oh, one yeah, event yeah, you you told you told the listeners that uh, you would update them on that didn't finish yesterday the the luge doubles. Oh, you are correct, Colin Hilding. God, you're so good. And it was a big so, one. It, it, well, in more ways than one, um, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, three in a row was this not to Tobias Vendel and Tobias Alt. Uh, of Germany. Um, I mean, if you're going to put any money on at the Olympics for an event, going to say luge, always bet on Germany. Um, yeah. pro- probably a, a good thing to do. Just maybe not too sure there. Um, gold for Germany, uh, silver for Tony Eggert and Sasha Benecken of Germany and Germany junior. Austria got the bronze. That's, that's probably offensive. Sorry to our Austria. Oh, geez. I'm getting hate mail now. We got a message from Austria yesterday. We gave you the Daily Dale. You could be Austria Junior. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Or Germany Junior. Sorry. Thomas <laughs> Germany Tell. is Austria Junior. There we go. Lo- Lorenz Collar uh, of Austria. I don't know the history. Like, Is that like calling Australia New Zealand Junior? Like, I mean, <laughs> you know. There's a certain guy who everyone thinks is German is actually Austria, but you know, we don't bring that up. Um, so that, <laughs> I'm actually really sad that we're not going to be on air for the team relay because like, that is like it's just such an insane event that's coming up very, very shortly. But um, great result there for Germany. They've, they've, they've had a really solid, solid solid games in the luge. Didn't, didn't expect that from them really. But um, so what they had three in a row in the doubles luge for Tobias and um, Tobias. Wait, they're both, they're both Tobias, aren't they? Yes, of course they are. Tobias and um, Tobias. And then for Natalie, good for Natalie. Um, not doing too well in the singles, though, in the men's. Come on, Johannes Ludwig, bronze and then gold. Come on, pick your game up. Um, I'd love to know. Like, I know we've got Austrian listeners, but if we've got German listeners, can, like, are, are these losers, like, are they just, is that, is that like the Sydney Crosby of Germany? Like, if you're walking down the street and you bump into Natalie, is she just, like, goddess and you just you bow down and paparazzi around her because like sure if natalie walked down the street in melbourne people are like um who's the woman with a sled um, like <laughs> why is she from germany i like i don't know I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you know ian thought walks down the street in berlin everyone's gonna be like why is there a really tall guy with swimming costume on <laughs> um, whereas we know sydney crosby could walk down the street in like 
Burkina Faso. And everyone's going to be like, ah, it's Sidney Crosby. Um, what would you do if you walked down the street, Colin, and there was Sidney Crosby? You're going to be like, what's up, Sydney? How you doing? I, I I probably would just be like, is that Sidney Crosby? <laughs> but that's what I would say to him. Is that Miss Sidney Crosby? <laughs> And he'd be like, no, it's Melbourne Crosby. Um, that, that's just, a bad Just to joke. see if he responds with one on the Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's funny. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, we talked about before, uh, breaking news in Hobart bids for things. People will remember about, what was it, two, three years ago, two years ago, I think it was, in the, um, you know, annual Inflate Ben Mortimer's Ego, let's do an episode on him uh, thing that we often do on all of the shows that we're involved in. Uh, we talked about a little thing called the Hobart Olympic bid, a joke Olympic bid that went a little bit too far many, many years ago. Ha, 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 hilarious. It was announced today that Tasmania are formally bidding for the 2026 Commonwealth Games. Now, this is just... Broke, broken news by the ABC in Australia that the Premier of Tasmania, Peter Gartwood, apparently is contacting the Commonwealth Games Federation. It's like, hey, sup, we'll bid for it and sharing it. You know, it's not just a Hobart bid. It's a Tasmania bid between Launceston and Hobart as it is. Um, and this is just ridiculous um, because, A, every city in Australia, I think, has put their hand up to host the 2026 Commonwealth Games. I think EMU Plains bid is just formalising the, the printing phase, is it not, Jared? Um, you know what? I think Winnipeg is up for the uh, the Commonwealth. It's, it's the Commonwealth Games that no one wants to host, apparently. They're just, they're just desperate months away from Birmingham, what they're going to throw to in the closing ceremony. Like, and now the package of the next Commonwealth Games. Oh, that's not available. Moving on. Um, it's It's odd. Because can I just say I had about like five people tag me in this. Um, I had like people literally going like, well, this is Ben Waterworth's idea. Where's this going on? All that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And I would like to take some credit for this. Thank you very much. That if we are officially bidding, you're welcome, Peter Gutwin, Premier of Tasmania, um, that you can have this and take this on board. I expect to be at least credited in the footnotes of this bid somewhere that this was even put on the radar. I don't know. Um, but we're not going to win. I'm just saying this right now. Somebody who basically came up with the idea, um, even I legitimately had no confidence. Jared, I mean, like, would, would you support a Tasmania bid for the Commonwealth no, Games? 100%. I think it's unrealistic, but um, that's in the spirit of the Commonwealth Games, right? You got some lawn bowls venues in uh, Tasmania, surely? <laughs> we, we actually got some solid ones, to be, to be completely fair. Um, I'm still saying, as I think I replied to a tweet today, as long as I name one of the arenas Regina Arena after Reggie Bird from Big Brother, then uh, that that's where we're going for it there. Uh, Colin, if, if Hobart slash Tasmania wins the Commonwealth Games, you're going to be on a plane and go to the Commonwealth Games in 2026? I am. Well, you're going to pay my airfare, maybe. <laughs> oh, well, I, I will, I will happily watch it. But, I mean, we, we only need one on. Uh, the ground correspondent and I think between me you and Jared the cost of me going probably isn't just realistic for our show's budget it's always about Colin's money isn't it Jared like you know oh boohoo I've got COVID <laughs> oh I can't buy groceries this week and oh Jamie doesn't know who Mikhail <laughs> Kingsbury is <laughs> just Colin just say yes just say yes I'd love to go like Jared plays along Jared like Jared let's, let's ask Jared a question Jared how many times do you vote today in the uh, sports podcast awards lots Apparently not. Nah. Yes, is the answer to that. <laughs> no, he's gone. He hung up. He was offended by the question. He doesn't even. That man can go a long time without blinking. That's impressive. 
Oh no, he's back. All right, let's try that again. Um, Jared, you won't just play along that seriously. Um, how many times did you vote? In the- Jared tries to use Jared to make a point, and Jared's internet backfires. He hangs up. He just he just doesn't like Ben. I'm not playing these jokes. I was busy with you. voting. I, I had to leave the line to vote. <laughs> See, look at that, Colin. Jared can play along perfectly. If that was Colin answering, oh, Ben, I couldn't possibly answer that because I can't do this and I can't afford it. So <laughs> Canadian and Australian humour on the same page. But um, get behind the bid for Tasmania Commonwealth Games. Um, like it, You know, the, the funniest thing is um, Dean Winter, who is now a member of Tasmanian Parliament, formerly uh, mayor of Kingborough and uh, had him on my radio show many, many years ago. And he used to play along with the beard. You know, he was one of the ones. He literally tweeted out today saying like, Ben Waterworth wrote a very successful satire bid for this years ago. The problem is it was satire. This is real with like a facepalm emoji, <laughs> basically like mocking the premier. <laughs> so, you know, and I just, I would say the, the deputy premier, um, he, I, there was some like online thing they did like 10 years ago. Where it was like, submit your grand ideas for Tasmania and you can get like a one-on-one with the then sports minister. So I submitted it. I won it. Literally, I think there was two entries. So it wasn't that hard to win. Um, and so like, I got like my photo taken with like the sports minister, like shaking hands, like being all like, Oh, talking about the Hobart Olympic. He's now the deputy fucking premier. And he's probably going to be all like, yes, we formally. I'm like, dude, you fucking stealing my ideas. Without the document. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Like, I, I want some credit on this somewhere. Like, you know. Anyway, uh, that's actually happening. Tomorrow, day seven. Can you believe we're a week in? Um, big day. It's Queen Esther Day number two as uh, she goes to defend the Super G. Now, uh, we know at least one person's going to be crashing out of that event, so she's got one less person to beat. Um, but also off the podiums, Greta Small should be in this event tomorrow as well. But, um, like I feel bad the other day cause we, we weren't able to pump up the Esther tire cause we, that was the day I died basically. So I couldn't really, you know, get involved and get pumped and get excited. But, um, Queen Esther day, number two, Jared tomorrow, the one that she shocked the world in four years ago. How are we feeling? She's already got one gold. Can she do the double, double? Yeah, I'm confident. She's You're confident. It. You're yeah. calling it Yeah. the double, double. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Colin, how is again? Is Esther getting news over there for the double double? Um, I, I I don't know. Not really. Uh, I mean, enough that they're willing to cover the event, which is a big thing. Uh, but uh, I just want it on record that if this doesn't happen, if she doesn't win the double double, I did suggest giving her the daily deal a few a few days ago, and I said, well, what if? So, um, but then again, if it happens, it's going to be my jinx, and it's my fault anyway. So I'll just shut up now. It's always your fault. But she's still got the downhill, though. So she's still got another chance to get it. And we'll just give it to her anyway. We'll just, well, she competed in the downhill. She crashed. She she pulled a Michaela Shitfront. What if she ends um, up with a double triple? Well, then she's fucking goddess and she will win the the daily, the, 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 the Olympic day. I don't even know what we're calling the one at the end of it. Life. She wins the life <laughs> dale. She just she just literally becomes Dale Beg Smith. That's what happens. Like, you just <laughs> vroom, transform Dale Beg Smith. And That's we will never see her again. <laughs> yeah. And then come Milan, it is the Daily Esther. Um, the, the, I don't even know what you, the, the, the Ledeca, Le, yeah, I, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, I guess the other one that we should probably talk about in realistic opportunity for Australia, because I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know. I've, I've never seen any promotion for it. Uh, is the half pipe on tomorrow, Jared? I don't know. Could be. Maybe. Possibly. You know, the, um, the greatest final of all time. Yeah, that might be a little bit of an overstatement. 
sell. Um, <laughs> obviously, Scotty. Everyone loves Scotty. Scotty too hotty. Um, and of course, we've got uh, Air Vincent or whatever the fuck they're calling it. I don't know. Um, how are we feeling? Like, I think we both said silver, didn't we? Like this, I didn't put him on my medal wins of my four. Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel we're 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 overlooking the Japanese guy who um comes in as number one qualifier. I don't feel Sean's going to get the gold. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm calling this now, Scotty for the silver. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I said it the other day. I feel like it's a minor medal. Um, I think I said bronze. I feel like this is like the Jess Fox moment. Um, but yeah, I just don't have a good feeling about gold. Air Valentino. I'll correct myself. Not Air Vincent. Ben, come on, Mister Researcher. Um, Ayumu Hirano, of course, is who we're talking about, uh, the, the Japanese, uh, who also competed in skateboarding, I believe, in Tokyo last year as well. Colin, is this, I mean, does this get much attention, the half pipe, because of Sean White? I mean, you got no Canadians in the final, but I mean, is a half pipe a big talking yeah. point for Canada? Yeah, almost to the point where I, I wish that they would show something else, because <laughs> uh, I don't have a problem with the half pipe, but it is, um, it is far from my favorite snowboarding event or even, uh, uh, fancy trickery event. I don't know what you would call them. Uh, but I mean, the, the news story is mostly Sean White White now and not necessarily the event itself. What I'm actually really excited for tomorrow is my new favorite sport, ski jumping, is back. So um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe live commentary if we happen to be awake at that time. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen because we've done so well on the commentary of these Olympics, haven't we? Um, obviously, <laughs> you know, reasons behind that. But, um, yeah, Casey uh, hitting the hills again tomorrow. Casey Larson, of course, uh, for the USA as they aim to break their 100-odd-year medal drought in the ski jumping uh, since 1924. I'm saying so, it right now. He is our best chance at an off-the-podium gold. Well, you've just jinxed him now. Thanks for that. Um, so yeah, the medal events tomorrow. Yeah. The women's super G obviously queen Esther back out there. Biathlon women's sprint cross country men's 15 kilometer classical, um, short track. The women's 1000 meters is on tomorrow. The men's skeleton, Nick, you never know. could come back. It's only six seconds off the pace. Strange things have happened. Um, the men's half pipe, as I said, might be on tomorrow. Don't know. And, uh, in the, uh, speed skating, breaking news in the speed skating, uh, the 10,000 meters is on tomorrow, but um, I think a lot of people uh, were talking about uh, a certain Sven Kramer uh, winning three in a row, uh, four in a row, I should say. Um, I'm thinking of the wrong event. I'm going to stop myself because I am definitely thinking of the wrong event tomorrow. Um, there is a chance, I believe it is in the biathlon or the cross country, where we could have a four-time Olympic medal. It is. It's in. Sorry, I'm going to stop myself. You this would think we'd edit this out. <laughs> no, this is staying in to embarrass the paid researcher <laughs> on this show right now. Um, the men's ten thousand meters is on tomorrow in the uh, speed skating. But the one I'm thinking of in the cross country skiing tomorrow, Switzerland's Dario Cologna. If he is to win gold in that event, will become the first ever Winter Olympian to win four of the the same event four times in a row. Sven Kramer couldn't do it. So can Dario do it for Switzerland? The great Swiss. Are you sure now? I'm I'm looking at it right now. I am ninety-nine. <laughs> We're solid. We've got that. Solid. Channel Seven, you've got a great employee right now. I um <laughs> I thoroughly deserve the money you're paying me right now for, for the research. Um, who 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 is more of a lock tomorrow? Uh, him, Scotty James, or Esther? Michaela. Michaela. <laughs> 
<laughs> Michaela. Okay, sure. We'll go with that. Um, it's been fun. And yeah, the off the podium guests tomorrow in action. Uh, Charles Hamlin will be in the relay tomorrow, the heats uh, of the, uh, the 5,000 metres. Um, Greta, as I said, in the Super G. Casey Larson in the Large Hill. And Nick Timmings. Um, good luck, Nick. <laughs> we're trying to make it down. <laughs> we're, we're sorry that that happened to you. You shouldn't have come on the show. Let's just let's just that is that is warning to any guest who wants to come on this show from that point on. Watch Nick. Um Jared, thank you very much. And uh, again, how you voted a lot today? Good job. You know it all day, every day. The internet just keeps cutting out, that's how much yep. you are. And and Colin, um the YouTube man. From one COVID to the other, that's um that's our COVID <laughs> greeting, our secret COVID handshake. Is it <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally dying. I'm being good. So episode like, follow, subscribe, social media, all of that. Thanks for listening. If you're in Austria and America and all the other great places, special shout out, I should say, to our listeners in Saudi Arabia. I know you're loving the show. Um, and uh, vote for a sportspodcastawards.com. Today's episode, solid, solid episode, absolutely worthy of a sports podcast awards. So. Uh, sportpodcastaward.com vote you hear it at the beginning and the end you don't hear me say it again shout out to Jason Momoa and until tomorrow remember go left What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's been, again, just quickly reminding you once again, if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees, and then go, hey, Off the Podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort, and we just love them, and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm I'm really going to go now. Bye.